When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of the Mizog Art Podcast. I'm joining you today sandwiched in between Christmas and the New Year. And like I said last week on Matt Collishaw's episode, we are going out of 2018 with a bang. Mark Wallinger is probably best known for being the first artist to occupy the fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square with his Eke Homo his recreation of Tony Hoare's Parliament protest, State Britain, and his Labyrinth series on the underground is very possibly the most viewed artwork on a daily basis. Not to mention the TARDIS, which was part of No Man's Land in the Whitechapel Gallery, that was without question the best art experience I've ever had. I can't imagine it ever being beaten. Mark has a very large studio in the Bomb Factory in North London, so there is a bit of an echo on this podcast, but you do soon get used to it. And on a couple of occasions, there was a problem with the fire alarms. At one point, we even had to get evacuated. And out in the front yard, where we all had to congregate, we bumped into Bill Daggs from episode 14, who shares the same studios. In this episode, Mark reveals his lighter side, which makes it a really beautiful end to 2018. So come and join me in the studio of Mark Wallinger. This afternoon, yeah. this morning, I'm in the studio with Mark Wallinger. Good Hello. morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got seven questions here. The first is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Yes, um... I always found, find that quite difficult, I suppose, as I've got older and the work's got a bit more various. If, if I'm talking to someone who isn't particularly, you know, in the art world, then I, I either say I do a bit of this and that, or I give them one or two specifics, you know. Um, so, yeah, so then I kind of devolve around saying, well, yeah. Have you noticed the labyrinths on the tube, or the, you know? Um, that's where, where people I speak to who aren't into the arts. That's what that's what I say. That's yeah, because everyone has seen yeah, the yeah, or Eki or State Britain, you know, a few, a few other things like that. But then I kind of uh, then I, I tend to talk about how my my work kind of. I suppose yeah, when I was at art college. At Chelsea, that was still a, uh, an art college that had distinct delineations between painting and sculpture mm. and the rest of it. So I was in the painting department, also of uh, an institution that was 
deep into abstraction when I wasn't particularly interested in that, you know. And then, uh, yeah, and then gradually I allowed myself, or, you know, making my first sculpture was a bit like, well, am I allowed to do this? You know, kind of, you, know. <laughs> you know, and so actually, in a funny kind of way, and this probably merges with one or two of the, uh, of the other questions we're going to address. Um, yeah, there are little breakthrough moments where you kind of have to uh, enlarge the frame of your own reference a bit yeah, and, and yeah. kind of think, well, all right, well, I think I'm kind of allowed to do this, yeah. you know, and, and that can stand. But... Um, but generally, I like to think, that, yeah, a starting point is, um, yeah, things that have suddenly struck me forcibly or I've noticed something or, or I've seen something and I thought, well, what if you do that with that, you know? Um, so I'd hope, yeah, there's a sort of engagement with the viewer that mirrors a bit my initial uh, inspiration, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I suppose I would probably then talk about how, yeah, I have a sort of studio practice and I've also got a kind of more public face, I suppose. And, um, but that's been a kind of evolution, so it's quite hard to kind of, mm. yeah. Because um, a lot of your works are public works or they're even based around, like, Brian Hawes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Protest. protest. yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, that, that was very well known amongst people who, who wouldn't, into art necessarily yeah yeah um and that's one that i reference when i when i'm talking to non-art people and trying to sort of draw them into the art world yeah as it were. yeah um I've, I've referenced that one a fair bit because everyone dislikes the treatment of brian Horst. yeah yeah you know, um and then when you took his protest out and put it in a gallery and the fact that it was along, was it along the perimeter, the actual perimeter or something of the... So the, yeah, so the, there was a, so part of the Serious Organised Crime and Police Act of 2005... That was set up just for him. Well, it was, really. I mean, and and in, yeah, in the end, the the laws were framed uh, so ineptly that, ironically, he he became the only person who could protest in Parliament Square without prior permission, you know. So you have to give permission... To protest within a, a kilometre uh, away from from Parliament, and I realised um, uh, that that perimeter ran right the way through the middle of uh, Tate Britain. And That's a beautiful <laughs> coincidence. Isn't it? And they were great, you know. I mean, the, 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 did you the, contact them when you found that out? No. You, in my head, I see you just. Yeah. Yeah. No, I drew the circle. Yeah. 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 Now, what happened was uh, something had dropped out of their program coming up uh, for the uh, Duveen Galleries uh, in St. Britain, which are the sort of central atrium galleries, and the following January, and I was contacted about, around about April, and they said that they'd contacted another couple of artists to see whether they, you know, in... in really double quick time could come up with anything mm. that, that could fill that and uh, I'd been taking photographs of Brian's protest for quite a while and got to know him a little bit and uh, and that's how that happened really so I kind of yeah presented that idea and they must have loved it as soon as when they saw that it sort of well that yeah. yeah and it was that very night after I uh, 
proposed it that the police came and took pretty much all of it away. Oh, yeah, it? I mean, it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it just mm. sounds like you were something to do with it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> to hire the new advertised I had a friend, it reminded me of, I had a friend who lived right up on the border of England and Scotland. Uh-huh. And his house cut along the Oh, border. really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So... When you went upstairs, yeah, um, he had quite a large house. When you yeah. went upstairs and turned right, there was a you know one of those metal um, oh yeah yeah boulders in the carpet yeah yeah one side was tartan and really? the other oh, side yeah, the other side was just plain that's and that's what he done he worked that out. Do you remember the first interest in art? Yeah, I mean I, that's a, an old one because that goes back as far as I remember really. So I just remember. I suppose like most kids, really, you know, drawing and painting. Were your parents into art or...? Yeah, they were quite, you know... um, Well, they were always very encouraging, yeah. So um, I used to get taken to museums and stuff like that, you know. um, And my dad bought me the first set of oil paints and things like that, you know. Um, Yeah, so they're quite... Yeah, they they've got a lovely they love the arts, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's. And do you remember any influential artists you had at the time? Well, I think you know, going back, um, you know, because I come from Chigwell, and so it's kind of uh, both a, a, a real place, a suburban place, and and the start of the countryside, if you like. You yeah. know, I could get on the central line into town one way, or I could walk off. In, into the landscape, yeah. you know, and so I think it, you know, Constable and Turner plays a big, you know, because I, you know, you can look at a Constable painting and just kind of recognise that, yeah. that that's, yeah. that's what you could see, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that had a big influence, and I think, uh, um, and then I got really interested in kind of art history and, and, and stuff like that, but I think, you know, as an artist, you kind of you're, you're a sponge for all these mm. things, you know, and mm. things that kind of chime with you. So I think originally it was kind of, yeah, landscapes. And uh, and in a sense, you can kind of, you know, you can busk a landscape, or you can kind of, you, you know, and you can kind of um, play with little things that you suddenly think, oh, blimey, that's, that's, that's achieved mm. something yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I recognise yeah, yeah. on the wall somewhere, you know. And... Uh, yeah, so I think I think yeah, I mean I I used to go off during the summer with a couple of friends, and a pair of us would be painting, and this other friend would be fishing, you know. <laughs> and so it was, <laughs> it was classic. There we were, we had easels, you know, kind of like you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, I I was I, uh, someone gave me this book called Man Is an Artist, which was. Um, I tried to find it recently. I, I, it, it was probably quite a fusty book, and all the illustrations were in black and white. But um, they had quite a lot on, you know, the Renaissance and Florence, and a kind of, yeah, sort of fascination with that grew up. And things to do with, yeah, perspective and illusion were things that I was always interested in. Yeah. So, when, what, at what point did you come away from? The painting, the, the more traditional, mm, and, and mm. turn into conceptual. Yeah, well, I think 
Would it have been at college? It was, yeah, it was when I was at Goldsmiths, really. So, I, you know, Chelsea was a bit of a rudderless ship when I was there. In fact, we didn't have a, even a head of fine art for one year, no. you know, because I don't think anyone managed to get it together, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, things improved quite a lot almost <laughs> yeah. as soon as I left, you know. But, but, um, Again, don't blame yourself. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying not to, you know. You know, and um, so... For three years there and a couple of years following, I, I was probably a, a bit at sea, you know. Yeah. And I think there's only a certain stubbornness about the, the notion of being an artist that kind of kept me going. And, uh, yeah, handy part-time jobs that still meant I had a bit of time yeah. to just keep it going. And then when I was at Goldsmiths, uh, it was almost like, oh, right, oh, there's, there is a way of... Uh, Extending the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. well, there is a way of teaching art, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, yeah, so I kind of realised I'd sort of been, uh, yeah, I was doing a lot of turgid paintings that I I would just sort of work and work. We were just talking about, just before we started this, we were talking about Ray Richardson. Mm. He was there at that time as well. You was a... I was on the MA, which was part-time, so you only came in like a couple of times a fortnight to to the... building but you had to have your own space and, so your, own, and your own means of support as well so so he was doing i, I think he must have been doing he was the, doing the, the ba, the probably, BA yeah. yeah so you yeah. were sort of maybe three or four years above him yeah maybe yeah yeah i mean i did so i was two years out of college before i got on this part-time course so that was yeah so i was like 24 when i started that yeah i guess yeah yeah and uh, was that when you when you started painting the uh the half brother was that there? No, was no, that, no, was no. That, that, that was a fair bit later. Yeah, yeah. So there, I kind of uh, was the interest in racing at that. Did you, you had the interest in racing? Yeah, oh, I, I'd had that ever since I remember as well. So that yeah. was another sort of passion. Uh, and actually, for a long time, uh, I didn't want to make any work about that because I quite liked having that as a private as a private yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing about wanting to be an artist as well all the way through school looking back I think the powerful thing was this was something that I had for myself that it wasn't part of a school curriculum or yeah. do you know what I mean and, uh, and yeah keeping the, back one thing that you're not yeah, sharing yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah and the racing was a bit like that so that didn't come into a bit later but then I uh, no I read one or two books that were a big influence on me there was one called the dark side of the landscape which described how yeah the English landscape was depicted um, coming out of Claude Lorraine and all and even Poussin and people like that but, mm. but basically when it was just a backdrop to some kind of classical uh, event you know yeah, and, yeah. And, and through to some kind of notion of, of realism and so that was at the same time we had a, you know, Thatcher in power, and she was, you know, uh, you know, with the Falklands War, the miners' strike, and yeah, this idea of whose country it was was pretty yeah, vivid, vivid yeah. at the time, you know. Um, and so I was reading that, and E. P. Thompson's making an English working class, and and so I started making things that were. Yeah, using that kind of currency 
like tradition of English landscape and talking about you know the events that I was experiencing at the time, mm. Brixton riots and all that kind yeah. of thing, you know. Um, so, so the first big step was actually kind of gaining a bit of critical distance to the act of painting and yeah, and kind of I suppose using the language of montage or just moving from the canvas, you know, this big piece I made on cheap corrugated cardboard and then I started making stuff on cheap packing plywood um, yeah, yeah, so it kind of so did it feel strange, bearing in mind you'd yeah. been drawing and painting as long as you can remember? Yeah, yeah. Did it feel strange? Did you feel like you was leaving it behind? Or did you feel like you was just advancing as an artist? Or yeah, no, I think it would. No, it felt liberating. And I was still... It was still about you know, the makey the make kind of aspects yeah. of things. So I was getting... That's, that's always <clears> important <throat> and that shouldn't be underplayed. You know, those, those things are the things that give you... A bit of a buzz if yeah. you manage to achieve something in the, in the way that you hoped, you know. So, because um, as I mentioned when I when I was here another time, yeah, that your half brother, mm. the, the, the paintings, mm, mm, mm. I didn't realise it was you who actually painted. Them. Yeah, because I remember seeing them and they yeah, were just beautiful, paintings. yeah, yeah, just beautiful. Not, not, yeah, no thanks. No, 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 no. Because I didn't know you as... No, well, that was kind of... that. Yeah, I mean, before the Half-Brothers World, there was Race Class Sex, which was the four entire... Because yeah. uh, I only knew you as a conceptual yeah. artist. Because, yeah. like um, many of the other artists, you wrote to me, or I wrote to you, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you replied. So that was my starting point yeah, with, sure. with you. Yeah, yeah. It was from sort of like 90, 96 or, yeah. or, or, yeah, or yeah, 7 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah. So when I found out that they were your paintings, it was a yeah, it was a, a, yeah. a beautiful little surprise. Mm, it? Yeah. Well, so to me, obviously mm, not to you. Mm. No, actually, one or two people, even like other artists, have, have been a bit surprised looking back. That so, but in a way, that was part of the challenge to to myself was whether I could do that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do find you know, the thoroughbred just the most captivatingly beautiful animal. You know, yeah. and and so it was. An homage to that, really, yeah, and yeah. And, um, and whether I could pull it off, really, you know. So they took rather a long time, really. I mean, the, yeah, race class sex, four of them took a year, and, and similarly, the half brothers took a year, really. Um, the concept of the half brother, yeah, was it? I presume, or I figured it yeah. would be parents of, of one horse, is that correct? Yeah. Um, Rather than just two random horses. Yeah, no, well, well, uh, well, actually, they're, yeah, no, they're, <clears> I mean, they're called half-brother because in in racing, because a mare can only have one foal a year, then, you know, she has foals by a different sire, but uh, they're all half-brothers, whereas a stallion, I mean, some of them cover about 100 mares a year, oh, so yeah. it doesn't have the same currency, no, so, so they're no... no. So they're out of the same side, but yeah. they're never described yeah. as half brothers, as you might, you know, of course, strictly yeah. speaking, genetically. So I can't, I, you know, yeah. So so it, it amused me to kind of like, yeah, yeah, to to run with that, and uh, so they, yeah, uh, they were all, yeah, so the when, same mother. Yeah. You, when did you realise you wanted to be an artist? 
Well, that goes back as far as I remember, you know. So that's always what I wanted to be, really. Um, and it was never anything else? Not really. Excellent. You know, you know, no, one's, no one's said that yet. Are they not? No. no. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, I used to find it entirely absorbing and, uh, yeah, so... Um, so it was pretty much you. You, you, Yeah. Yeah, you was destined to be that. Yeah, and it, you know, obviously went through some sticky patches and certainly I felt a bit lost, you know, by the end of Chelsea and a couple of years out of that. But, I don't know, you, you're kind of more resilient at that age, aren't you? And so it's yeah. just like... Uh, just press on, you know. And, and, <laughs> yeah. like, and in fact, I mean, like, no, I mean, the art world here was got a pretty moribund at that point. So there, was, yeah. there weren't any outlets for, you know, we, we had a very important complementary studies, like three or four week course at college called uh, Is There Life After Art School? And uh, <laughs> the short answer would be no. <laughs> but, 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 for the but, many. Yeah, yeah. but it, 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 you know, it, it imprinted a few things on me, like, like, uh, yeah. One was never, never get a full time job thinking you'll save up money for the point where you might find some time to do some, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind Sorry of thing. You know, it, yeah. you know, how to sign on, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, things like that, you know, um, and just scraping about in, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty much one up from squat kind of building. So, so, you know... So it's as if they're telling you that the art world's a balloon and there's pins everywhere to burst. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they kind of said, <clears> well, you might get your first one-person show in your mid-30s, you know. And it's like, well, you know... <laughs> full of optimism. <laughs> full of optimism, you know, exactly, yeah. you know. I mean, back then, there was only... There was the John Moore's Painting Prize every two years and the Whitechapel Open, and they were pretty much the only two outlets for, yeah. you know... Yeah. Well, then Freeze obviously sort of changed all that. Yeah, but that was quite a lot later, that was, really. Yeah, it, it yeah, didn't sort yeah. Of change for me, it, but yeah. it just opened yeah. the eyes of a lot of people. Yeah, so yeah. Things don't have to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Charles Sarchi and then those. It was pretty good timing, wasn't it? Everything, yeah, the stars yeah. sort of aligned for that to happen. Yeah, I suppose. yeah. I think as well, you know, it was about time that the British, you know, had a bit of a, bit of a go on the, <laughs> on the art front, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like, like, that was the other thing, it was kind of like, you know, just uh, going through art college, you know, everything seemed to either happen in New York or Paris, and it was like, yeah. you know, and we, we, I think, we, you know, there was this notion that was put out that we're not a very visual nation, when at the same time, you know, the sort of advertising that was being put out was incredibly literate musically, yeah. wasn't it? And kind of quite, um, it tickled people's intelligence in a way that I remember going to America and, and Europe a bit and, and, and the advertising was so crass yeah. and hard sell yeah. and obvious, you know. And so there, were, there was obviously this kind of flare there. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, the same was with the food. For yeah, years, yeah, it? yeah, exactly. It was known as being a nation of. That, it was just beige food, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. I know. I mean, it was ghastly, wasn't then it? Then we was invented like... the pot noodle and it all changed. It, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And pop tarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which piece that you've created do you hold most dear? Yes. Well, that's... Um, 
I find that quite hard. Um, I don't know if I can come down on one because there's a different reasons for you know so different things are satisfied yeah. for, for you know yeah. obviously state britain yeah that that that's one once that was an idea then that became almost like a public idea and i was just there to effect it do you know mm. what i mean um sleeper i suppose is particularly dear to me because i kind of engineered a thing in which I was the work of art. Yeah, yeah. That was, and it's still my only performance, really, which is quite odd as well. Like, I remember afterwards feeling very energised and thinking this could be, um, yeah, but I think that's just the way it goes, really. The, the idea yeah. that oh, nothing strikes you as strongly again like that. Um, uh, I did uh, see a, a little... A clip where, where you were saying that it was you felt sort of safe and like you as a performer in front of the audience when there's people at the windows. Yeah. But in one particular night there was no one there. And yeah, you was a yeah, bit yeah. I was there as what to do. I know. I was there. It was about two in the morning and I was sat in this enormous building. And it was about seventy meters square or something, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> and it was um, twiddling. Your yeah, it was late October. It was minus three or four outside, but I was in this bear costume, it was enormously hot, you know, and, um, <laughs> and I was just sat there looking out <laughs> at the building, and yeah, there wasn't a single was person that when, you a, when you thought, what am I doing here? I know. <laughs> when you well, questioned... Well, I just thought, you know, you know with your life... Who you am know, I doing this for? You know, one thing leads to another, <laughs> and here I am in a, in a bear costume in... Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So Last I did week it, I was so doing I this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of... so. I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> um. What I've found when I ask this question mm. to artists, the mainly the answer is a sort of um, like a mathematical equation. It was sort of yeah. expectation. Com- yeah. The, the, the void between yeah. expectation and and how it actually pans yeah. out. It's that's normally the one where. Um, that's become their favourite, you know, because yeah. they wasn't expect or they wasn't expecting this to happen, yeah. and something else or bigger. Happened, well, that's that's you know. brilliant. That's brilliant, Gary. Because look, I've just written down it, <laughs> where I was carried oh, further, well, further than I could <laughs> could imagine, you know. And yeah, so I think those. So yeah, I picked out a real work of art, the, the Magna Carta thing, made in Running Mead recently, Eki Homo. Um, Threshold to the Kingdom seems to proud of that one. And, well, uh, I've got I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got to say when you say Threshold to the Kingdom, yeah. As far as art is concerned, and I've you know I've been to thousands of shows and and seen you know thousands of artworks. When you had those three together yeah. at Whitechapel, in, was it two thousand one? Yeah, that's right. At yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not only were they three beautiful pieces all together, the, the three that you had, was there a name for the three that you put together upstairs? No, was there it wasn't as a trilogy, no, no. So I had... Um, because that was the most yeah. beautiful experience, art no, experience, really? I have ever had. And it, it no, by it. far... Oh, really? It, it, wow. It, I can't even... Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. when I talk about it now, yeah, I've got a goosey. Oh, and wow. It was just... I mean, the first one was when you walked in, and it was the 
when the parallel the, lines yeah, meet, meet infinity. infinity. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, there's a nice story around that. I mean, I, I um, so I got permission to film from a circle line train back back when we could just go mm. round and round yeah, for, yeah, yeah. forever, so to speak, and. Um, you know, filming from the, from the cabin, which is a magical experience. Yeah. Kind of, um, yeah. You know, because you spend your life travelling sideways on the tubes. Yeah. You suddenly finally see where you're going, kind of thing. So, yeah, so there was this sort of like <laughs> troglodyte world <laughs> that had its own, you know, so that was. Because you only yeah. ever see left or right, don't you? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Seeing... So, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was kind of beautiful. And, yeah, we had to go around three times. There was, you know, there was myself my sort of producer and the driver. So it was quite cramped. <laughs> and somewhere around about uh, Farringdon, someone emptied a bucket of water or something, you know, which hit the windscreen, which meant, of course, we had to go, you know, we had to go round again, you know, to get a clean... Anyway, so I had this footage for a couple of years or so, and I knew it wasn't quite the thing, just on its own. And then, and then when I moved to Berlin, um... I I got hold of yeah there was one or two little ideas I was pursuing and one was uh, the notion of a film where you know the camera is the lead character and there was a version of Lady in the Lake that Robert Montgomery made in which uh, Marlowe is the camera right yeah. and uh, from the forties I think it was and and I'm, I'm watching that and I, I suddenly thinking about the focal point and um, perspective and before the, before the euro so it was like a, a low denomination fennig <laughs> coin like blue yeah, tax yeah. Where, where I reckon the vanishing point was and it kind of something really odd seemed to happen at that point <clears throat> and like everything seemed to want to kind of find its resting yeah, point yeah. obviously and and then I found as well what, what was right yeah so then I thought, aha, <laughs> uh, yeah, my circle line thing. And so, yeah, so the spot is painted on the wall it's projected on. So that, uh, and after a while, when you get absorbed in it, uh, it's hard to know whether the spot's it, moving or the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the dot is yeah, moving about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, yeah. Because I walked in there, in, in, into that show, yeah. Um, well, if, if I think best to just talk yeah. through them, them mm. three, if mm. that's mm. all right, with yeah. the uh, time and relative dimensions in state. In space, yeah. Being in, oh, space, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got that written down. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, were they always going to be heaven, hell and purgatory? Right. Well, that's... Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I suppose the heaven and hell. I don't know if I... Um, I'm trying to think. You see, it's very hard to think back what my thinking was at the time. But there was, um, I guess it was. No, I'm not sure. I, I did. Yeah, oh, maybe. I, maybe I, yeah, that's, that's very good. Ready. That's very good. I guess I was, you know, playing around with the notion of time. That's what kind of when the camcorder became just about affordable, you know, <laughs> uh, for young artists to play yeah. around with. You know, you could kind of it's almost inevitable that you, you start playing with the very form itself in a very yeah, basic yeah. sort of way you know and um, and so yeah and so the um, 
Yeah, the meeting and infinity thing. I like the idea that both in time and that trope of parallel lines uh, and the fact that, yeah, this thing could never get <laughs> to its vanishing point. You know, that, that was all very attractive yeah. in a way. And, and um, yeah, and then Threshold, I quite like the fact that it, yeah, it played on the pun of... Uh, United Kingdom or the Kingdom of Heaven and uh, yeah and that notion of people are they arriving home or are they arriving somewhere mm. strange and yeah and they are completely uh, disoriented yeah. and, and you know because uh, what I liked about that time is that there was no social media so now it yeah. feels like whenever you go to a show you know all about the show before you get there. Everyone's yeah. told you about it on social media. Yeah. Whereas at the time, I personally would not read anything about it. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Most of the time, I'd go there pretty early, so you know, not too many people would be able to sort of yeah. tell me about yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was beautiful going into that, not knowing anything. I was never a fan of film, right? At the time, no, no. Um, and just. Going into that and hearing that music, the, the, yes. the chanting, yeah. what would it be called? Uh, it, well, it, was, well, it, it was Allegri's Miserere, um, which is a setting of the 51st Psalm, which is uh, a plea for cleansing uh, uh, of guilt to a, a merciful God, really. But it was, um, it was composed by this chorister in the Sistine Chapel, because the piece was commissioned by the British School in Rome for uh, the millennium, for the yeah. Jubilee year. And um, and so that's kind of, And I'd heard this music, which I, I still never tire of. Um, and it was this chorister, and it was a bit of a secret. Uh, and so the version we've got is what Mozart noted down from memory after he'd visited yeah. it as a 14-year-old. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's quite a story, you know. Yeah. No wonder he'd done all right for himself. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. He had some talent, that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik The Wildest Party Never Told about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, and that was... I mean, I shot three videos that day, actually. Um, so... Uh, there's one called Fly that I shot at the flat I was living at the time. Um, and then there was on an operating table that I shot that evening 
in the, the uh, brain surgery <laughs> theatre of King's College Camberwell, yeah? Uh, but, but first thing, we went to um, City, City Airport. Because, like, originally that piece... Was it when it was filmed? City yeah, Airport. yeah, yeah. So, originally, you know, rather naively, I wrote to the major airports to see if I could uh, get permission to film... Uh, what is obviously their their yeah. their, 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 their most uh, critical security <laughs> area? <laughs> Surprisingly, they didn't. You know, they weren't yeah, up for it. I think you're better off <laughs> just doing it and exactly. bollocking e- rather exactly, than exactly. <laughs> that was the I was advised to do that. You know, so so someone yeah who'd worked with artists and uh, at airports and that uh, suggested that. So so and and in the meantime, I'd been to City Airport and I'd seen these automatic electric doors. Uh, you know which were just the most perfect kind of open yeah, sesame. Because, yeah. like, generally, when you move from, like, no man's land to official terra firma of the state, it's a, it's a bit of a messy wiggle you yeah, do, yeah, isn't it? You yeah. know, so I love this idea that you've got this ta-da moment, you know. Um, and then I always conceived it was going to be in slow motion. Um, and we managed to get... So we set up there, the camera on the tripod sort of nudged over a pot plant near it and then walked away and left it running. But because no one was squinting behind it, (laughs) you know, uh, no one was self-conscious that there was a camera there or anything like that. And we managed to get that three quarters an hour footage before someone started asking some questions. (laughs) And and then we were quite good at keeping them chatting for a further three quarters an hour. (laughs) So anyway, so I had all that footage. So then it was... So what was quite nice as well was in editing it, I was seeing all these people, different people arriving, kind of for the first time, you know, and had the soundtrack in mind and the slow motion, and it just kind of, yeah, the, the pieces just came together somehow. See, because yeah. I never knew, I never even knew what was in the next room. I never knew that there, whether there was one next door, two, ten. I didn't know what was beyond um, the central line, the, um, the parallel lines. Yes. I didn't know what was beyond... So I sat there, and right. I, I didn't watch all of it, but yeah, it, was, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was probably a good... Like, normally with film, I'd, I'd give yeah. it a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, fine. But I sat there for maybe 20, yeah, yeah, 20 right, minutes, right. half cool, an hour. Cool. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Just trying to figure out mm. what you was telling me yeah yeah yeah, you know, yeah. So I, I couldn't read it yeah yeah, yeah you know and I was looking at the dot there was a figure that looked like it looked like a, like an archbishop's hat that was always in the reflection of the oh, window right. yeah yeah, and, yeah, I yeah. It, and I think mm. I think it was you who told me that there was a high-vis hanging up in the in the cabin or something like yeah, there might have been something like that. I can't, yeah. And it, but it did look, it was like an arched shape. And I was trying to figure out what that was. And, yeah. And I didn't even think it might be hell at right. that point. Only because it was, because yeah. all I had was underground going around in yeah, circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just sort of, yeah. to me, I, I thought, well, maybe it's hell yeah. going around in circles on a journey. Yeah. You know, just trying to figure yeah, out yeah, what yeah, it was yeah, blindly, yeah. what you're trying yeah, to tell yeah. me. And then... No, it's quite Dante-esque and, and, and there's... Um, and in the distance... Ba- Baker Street particularly is kind of red and fiery. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that's one of my favourite bits. It's kind of like... Ah. And then, yeah, but with the music in the background, the music 
was in the distance. So when I first went into yeah, the yeah. parallel lines, I thought that was part of what I was watching. Oh, I see. Because yeah, yeah, it was because quiet of, music, because of music in the background. Was leaking through. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to get that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, when yeah. we've gone into the um, the TARDIS, yeah, 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 we've gone into there, and now I'm, I'm like, well, the music's still here. Yeah. It's, a bit louder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is related to that. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah, this? yeah. And it's like an extra clue to the, yeah, to yeah, the whole yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a beautifully square room and yeah. people were walking from the first room to the third room. Right. So just where my friend Lee and I were standing in the corner, we, we tried to get it so that it did look more or less invisible. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that yeah, the yeah, floor... Yeah, 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 quite. We had the floor yeah, yeah. line. But you'd see people walk in, yeah. then they'd disappear. Right, right, and then they'd right, walk out, right, nice. and it was just fucking beautiful. Right, excellent. That these people were just for a few seconds, yeah. they were just somewhere else in space. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah, was entering yeah. the world, yeah, yeah. and then leaving the world. You yeah, know? Yeah. And in your head, you're thinking, you know, they could have gone like Doctor Who. You know, they yeah. could have gone to a different yeah, time. Yeah, 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 exactly. For a few, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like for a few weeks for yeah, them, yeah. and just mm. a few seconds for us. Yeah. But then walking into that third room, now the music's very loud. Yeah. Right, right, right. I walked right. in, sat down, looked, and I saw the guy sat next to the door with a... Uh, did he have an eye visor? Well, either way, uh, as soon as the door opened... A uniform, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. As yeah, soon as yeah. the door opened and you saw people with cases... Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's cool, Peter. that's cool. I think that... No, no, looking back, that's... Yeah. And then there was... Because uh, I could just imagine that I was in heaven. Yeah. And these are the guys who have just... Who are coming to heaven? Yeah, yeah. The doors are opening, and you see them sort of looking around, slowly looking around, pulling their case yeah, behind them. Yeah. And then you'd have like some people pointing and giving a little wave, and others meeting them. Yeah, yeah. And I was just going, I was, I was saying like, to my friend Lee, "This is." <laughs> I know it all sounds a little bit poncy, yeah, yeah. but I'm going, "This is the most beautiful art experience oh, I've ever Gary, had." Wow. And it was nothing has come near right, it since. Really? It was just wow. as a. There's three individual pieces, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. me trying to figure out, even though I figured yeah, it out yeah, wrong, yeah. no, I've come I think to a that's, I think that's right. I mean, me. I think you know, looking back, that that was, yeah, I've always thought of, um, yeah, Circle Line as you know, hell or kind of purgatory, really, because you, you never come, yeah. you never reach whatever. This, this yeah, because in, in my mind, even physically, you know, yeah. one was there, yeah, well, you know, one was below, one yeah, was above, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, the, the you know the, the TARDIS in between was shooting people was, to, was out of between time, the two. Time. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's also the double doors figure as well. I mean, you know, that was you know the second greatest found object after the urinal <laughs> in, <laughs> in culture is the TARDIS. I yeah. mean, the, 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 you know, yes. coming up with that old police box as a time machine is brilliant because the police box itself was um, a tremendously um, uh, it almost too well because it, it had it, its conceit was that each side was a pair, same, a pair yeah, of double yeah, doors yeah. wasn't it so it was like a conjurer's box yeah. really. and there was only ever one door that actually worked yeah. wasn't it and there's um, still one outside um, what station is it when I went to go and see Dougie Fields um, uh-huh. oh, it cool. there's, there's oh, is that, is that? There, yeah. oh right yeah 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 because there were some in Glasgow, but pretty much every, all of them were in, in London. But I, I went to the police museum, which is... Um, actually, that's Charlton Way. There's like an industrial 
estate and a home base and things like that. <laughs> you know? You think, and you the know, police you think of Metropolitan <laughs> Police, first police force in the world. I thought it would be Bow Street yeah, or something of course, like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll get... It's like a back door of this kind of, you know... <laughs> industrial industrial stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I actually got hold of the original blueprints of the wow. police box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where you built it from? Yeah, yeah. There's one outside Earl's Court. I very much doubt it's an original one. No, it's probably no. just masking a telephone junction. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. But the... Um, you know, the last ones they were they built were made out of reinforced concrete, and they had to they had to, oh, they? They had to kind of blow them up to get, <laughs> get rid of them. And, and, <laughs> yeah, because um, you was always a fan of Doctor Who. Yeah, and I was one of those kids. I had a sort of um, revelatory moment when I um, so when I so originally. Uh, uh, time and relative dimension of space was made for the the British Pavilion in, in uh, Venice. So that was about four months before the Whitechapel show. And, um, and a friend of mine sent me a couple of VHSs of Doctor Who. And one of them was this episode that had been written by Douglas Adams. And there's a bit where they, uh, the characters race into what's supposedly the Louvre yeah. And, and run into this room, and there's a couple of chin-stroking art critics played by John Cleese and Eleanor Brock <laughs> looking at the TARDIS as yeah. an artwork, you know? <laughs> this is like Tom Baker era, yeah. Doctor Who. So that amused me. But then there was an earlier one, you know, going right back to William Hartnell, Doctor Who, which I remember. Um, but I was one of those kids who had a favourite word for a while, and, and it was... Um, I used to ride around on my bike going, radiator, radiator, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there was this shot inside the TARDIS and there was like this, you know, um, this button and the things that lit up and there was this word, radiation. Oh, wow. And I, I, I suddenly realised that was where I, you know, I'd, I'd kind of, yeah, I'd run with it, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Because I saw, I, this is nothing to, I, I'm not into Doctor Who at all, right. but I remember hearing the story of, do you know where the word Dalek come from? Come on, no, tell I, me, now, no, now, no, now, no. Yeah. I, I, I heard this on the radio, and they were saying that when they were trying to come up for a name for these yeah, yeah, yeah. beings, or these, you know, these, these machines, yeah. They looked around and, as they were trying to think of it, they, they saw the filing cabinet and it was D-A-R to L-E-K. Oh, that's you know, good. You know yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, really? Oh, that's good. I'm, I don't know how true that is. No, that's but good. that's the I story like that. that I heard. That's good, that's good. I think, yeah, there were a couple of childhood programmes that... So there was Doctor Who and then it was like the Singing Ringing Tree, which was one of the inspirations for Sleeper, in which... There was this Tales from Europe that they used to have on the BBC. They were, they were worried that there were too many American imports uh, on kids' TV. So they so they bought up all these films from, like, a lot of them from uh, Behind the Iron Curtain. There was this yeah. East German film that was of a sort of Grimm Brothers-type tale about this um, prince that was on a mission to find the singing ringing tree... Um, and uh, because of this selfish princess, anyway, but um, he, in his hu- at one point in his hubris, where he was so confident that he would find this thing, he, he encountered this evil spirit, um, 
And he said, well, if I don't find it by sunset, I'll be turned into a bear. (laughs) And he was turned into a bear, right? But because this thing was serialised over a number of weeks, he'd come back the next week, which is a hell of a long time when you're a kid, isn't it? (laughs) And he's still a bloody bear. And you're thinking, oh, my God. (laughs) And there was something... I think that was so disturbing, because as a child, you kind of had a notion of your own imagination, didn't you? And, And it was a bit like you could kind of imagine yourself so far... And not be able to find your way back. Yeah. You know? And I think that was the same with Doctor Who. You know, like, as a kid, you really fear being lost. But being lost in time, let alone space, was like, well, what the. I've always sort of regretted not being into things like Doctor Who and Star Wars. And I never. That's, that's Star the thing. As a kid, I was never really into anything. Really? No. Which is. I've always sort of. Well, I very much regret it. Like we were saying earlier, I was never into football. No, no. I'm not into film. I wasn't. I used to like funny. I used to like yeah. Laurel and Hardy, Norman yeah, Wiesel, exactly. yeah, yeah. Cooper, I, Freddie Starr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was very much into funny. Yeah. And um, I mean, whether anyone else would agree or not, I see myself as I'm, I'm always. I, I was going to say I'm quite a funny person. But yeah, I'm always yeah, sort of joking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I wish I would have got into. Into something it was like Doctor Who, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry, that's. <laughs> was that the... that, that'll stop. <laughs> right, right. Well, um, uh... I mentioned Doctor Who seven well, times. I know, I think that's it, isn't it? <laughs> wow, I see. That normally stops. Yeah, so we're back after a fire alarm. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the ego alarm got, went off. It's quite refreshing, that I found. Actually, like, you know. A little bit of fresh air, you know. Yeah, a bit of lunch, <laughs> meet the neighbours. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, I've got a story. Okay, go on, go on. So, uh, actually, <clears throat> this is where I came up with Tarlis. Oh, All right, so it is relevant, this is a relevant story as well. So, I've got this uh, sort of residency to, to the University Museum in Oxford, um, which is the... Uh, Natural History Museum. And it's yeah. got the, yeah. um, and it's kind of got the dodo that, in there that, that inspired yeah, yeah. Lewis Carroll and stuff like that. But it's a very uh, old-fashioned museum. It was kind of square in plan and kind of um, Victorian Gothic. And the, the pillars inside, the stones, are from various parts of the British Isles. And so the building itself takes... Tells a bit of a yeah, story, yeah. you know, and um, and that's where I had the idea for the TARDIS because that I felt was this anomalous, almost like a uh, something a bit Victorian about the police boxes, yeah, wasn't there really? Yeah, and, yeah. and and you know, I was thinking they're square in plan, a bit like conjurer's boxes, and yes, this museum's like a time machine because it goes into deep time. Yeah, going back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, absolute, you know, yeah, eons, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, and so my first idea for the TARDIS was to have one... I, I, I managed to get in touch with the guy who made the TARDISes for the oh, wow. TV series back at that, that point. And I got him to make two. So one of them sat in the museum and one of them sat on the lawn outside. But you couldn't see both of them at the same time. So my conceit oh, was nice. that the, the, the one had kind of yeah, moved to the yeah. other, you know. And I remember at the time, uh, this was a bit too 
hard to take from the people who, you know, because I'd been kind of examining all the millions of different beetles, kind of, <laughs> you know, species around the place, you know, and all the rest of it. And then I finally came up with this thing, yeah. and I had to write a letter kind of explaining myself, you know. Um, but, um, but during this visit, so there was this friend of mine, Paul, who, who uh, worked at uh, uh, the Ruskin School of Drawing there, and, and he kind of fixed me up places to stay if I was staying overnight and that. And I was... I suppose when I got this residency, I had some notion of the, you know, <laughs> of, of staying in some kind of wonderful old quad <laughs> yeah. in an old college. But some of the ropey accommodation <laughs> I got put up in was like unbelievable. There was one in the Oxford Club, it was called, yeah. right? And I was like in this room under the eaves, and you couldn't sit up in bed yeah. without hitting your head against the thing. And it had, it had a sink, and it had one wire hanger. That was it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then one time, it was during the summer... It's really to make sure you don't stay too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was there during the summer at this Baptist college, right? And there were all these Southern State American Baptists staying there, all the summer school. Yeah. And, uh, and me. And during the middle of the night, there was this fire alarm went off. Right? Oh. And I suppose I was a bit casual, like we yeah. just were then. Yeah. So I got myself fully dressed, you know... <laughs> You know, I didn't run screaming from the building, and and I found myself outside with I must have been about sixty American, you know, believers, all in their pajamas, and me fully dressed, and they were looking at me very suspiciously, like you know, British. Yeah, yeah. He's taking not taking this fire seriously at all. Yeah, yeah. Like like I'd started the alarm. Do you know what I mean? I felt I felt so conspicuous, like you know. <laughs> just thought this might be a might be a laugh to see yeah see what they went to bed in you know, yeah. like, you know. pajama yeah. fashion yeah grade. yeah yeah when you're saying that about the TARDIS being inside and out yeah you'd like to think when if someone mentions one of the staff there oh I saw one out there as well yeah 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 they go no we've only got one we've got one yeah, yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah another no <laughs> yeah inspiration. Where do you go for inspiration, or where do you find your inspiration? Well, that comes at any kind of given moment, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, but I suppose it is a little different sort of studio practice against, you know, Eki Homo. That was a very, very. That was probably the quickest I ever had an idea. Um, because I had noticed the empty plinth there over a number of years, and uh, and we were coming up to the millennium, and they they were making a millennium dome, and it was like it was like oh, no, no, nobody mentioned Jesus, you know. Two thousand years since when was that? Like, <laughs> it was like the knobs going over yeah, on your mileometer yeah. or something. It was since the invention it, yeah. of calendar. Exactly, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know. So, so that one kind of presented itself a bit, but um, I mean, that was the first to go on the plinth. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, and it was. So uh, I presume uh, there was a committee that asked yeah, for that, submissions at that point. Yeah, there were going to be three of us. That would all have our time on the plinth. So it was myself, Bill Woodrow, and Rachel Whiteread. What, and four months each, or well, or as it turned out, kind of like part of a year each, really. Yeah. And and um, I think that Bill Woodrow was one of those as yeah. well. Yeah, and then back then, one of those by popular choice would become a permanent fixture oh, in the square. Oh, and okay. so they, 
they 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 they, yeah, they changed the goalposts along, yeah. along the way. But um, so that was inspired by you know the impending date, uh, the history of the square. Was you that know. there on the run up to the millennium then? Yeah, so it was there nineteen ninety nine. So it was there over the yeah Excellent. over the millennium. Yeah, because yeah, that's another yeah. beautiful piece as well. Yeah, it? yeah, and it works so well. It's so, such a Humble yeah, piece, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Although it's made of marble. Mm. And... Well, it was res- marbleized resin. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to make. It had to be a real man that I wanted. I didn't want a depiction, and yeah. I quite liked the idea of making something that was a a cast of a real person, but appeared to be made out of marble. So that was that was another kind of yeah, transformation yeah. kind of thing. But um, so there's. So I, th- I think part of the attraction of trying to make the odd public work is responding to a place and, and all the different yeah. contexts, historical or whatever, of that. And I find that quite... Because uh, his eyes are closed as well, isn't yeah, it, aren't they? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that brings a whole yeah. new load of connotations there as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so he was both an idea and, and kind of... And of course, you know, in any sculpture, the eyes, uh, unless they're the, like the classical Greek or Roman ones, which would have been painted at the time, yeah. but now have come down to us as, you know, pure and white and all the rest of it. Mm. And so you just get the shape of the eyeball, don't you? Yeah. And and any sculpting of the, the yeah. pupil yeah. and yeah. iris is, is taken kind out, yeah. of a... <clears throat> It offends some sense of truth yeah, in materials because yeah. that's like you know because you never see that, and of course if you want to t- cast someone's head, they're going to have their eyes shut. So so it was both an idea and and you know a kind of truth to that yeah. process. Um, no, the and so and so beautiful. not not the halo. Oh yeah, the, 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 yeah yeah the crown of thorns. Crown, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. barbed wire. Yeah. yeah yeah beautiful. This was you know just after the. Balkan War and Srebrenica and kind of scenes in Europe you didn't think yeah. you'd ever see again, yeah. you know. And and there, yeah, there was the, that kind of awful thing where the prisoners had their heads shaved, you know, which kind of brings back images from concentration yeah. camps, and, yeah. you know. And Christ was a Jew, you know. So uh, you know, so I kind of, you know, those were kind of aspects that were sort of sort of there. But um, I suppose coming up more recently, and in terms of the studio, the id paintings kind of grew out of. I did this long series of what I call self-portraits that I was doing from 2007 onwards, and then I moved into this space here with all this height. And I how long have you been here? 2007. Nearly four years now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so I got some stretches made up that were my span, which is also one's height, and yeah. then double height, and started seeing whether I could take these self And that was, what was that? Was that ID? Yeah, that was, well, that was the name of the show, and then the paintings were known as id painting, so yeah. Um, and so I did about ten of these, still using the the notion of a capitalised yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. Until finally I made one, I, I started using my fingers in the paint a bit more and more, and then I made one that was like a kind of hand-printy one, still wedded to this yeah. motif. But then something kind of clicked, and I realised that 
I'd made this little machine for expression, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so then the first id painting, and then I realised as well that I could achieve symmetry pretty well, just using both of my hands at once. Yeah. And so that's how I kind of... And then so I... The first one was, you know, just feeding around rather blind. And then I stepped back and I had this thing that was both uh, a record of that action and also a, an image. And yeah. also this symmetry was very raw, sharp, block-like. And, uh, and then I just flipped the canvas the other way up. And then I had something to be kind of, to react to, yeah, to be in conversation yeah. with. So it was like a machine for making things that kind of ruled out as many decisions as possible. I mean, the hard thing about painting is that you've got the entire weight of uh, Western art yeah, bearing yeah, down yeah, on yeah, you, you yeah. know. And suddenly I dispensed with all the brushes. Um, and, and colour. And colour and everything else. So it, it cut everything down exactly. to just... pattern and yeah, exactly. slight texture. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it did look like those folded up... Yeah, um, exactly. What were they Raw, raw shot right, blocks. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, and I suppose they, that symmetry... But that's, that's your, your mind trying to sort of yeah. associate with what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. make something out of, out of the edge. Yeah, shot. yeah. And we seem to be sort of hardwired to symmetry and yeah. to, to reading things into that, you know. And so, like, any mark that's got its mirror image gains some kind of weight and... yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I hadn't seen those in person. I've only seen yeah. them sort of in line and mm, in, mm. in books and that. Yeah. But I saw the second generation here. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. What, were they the same title or? No, I called them action paintings. Yeah, yeah. So they would square the or double that. Six yeah. by twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I notice they're not here. <laughs> no, they I've got the the room next door as well now for like stories. Yeah. So because they were, they were beautiful. Yeah, they? yeah. They were. Um, what were the, what were the tones you used on those? Was it it was it was silver into black. Yeah, kind I was of wet to, on, wet into, into wet. Yeah, grey, yeah. which is I suppose just yeah. silver. Yeah, 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 indeed. But yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they they did take me somewhere else as well. When yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when I come in, I need the javelin. I had quite a 30, lot, didn't I? Yeah, 20, you probably 30. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was extremely impressive. Yeah, yeah. You and five others, past and present. Right. What would be your perfect group show? Or, you know, who uh, would that's you... difficult, but... Um, well, I've got some... Well, some heavy-duty names here. Um, Donatello, Caravaggio, Velasquez, Manet and Warhol. Oh, wow. OK. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> um and Bruegel and Van Gogh on the bench. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, for, I mean, I think Velasquez is probably the greatest painter. And I think you can do the sort of jump from Velasquez to Manet to Warhol. They were all... Yeah, there's a relationship there. To, yeah. To, yeah. Uh, it was all the most prominent in there. Yeah, time, and, they, and they... Yeah, they tell the truth about their particular age. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a particular piece of their work that's your favourite possibly? Well I mean Las Meninas is a bit of an obvious one but I mean I, I was approached by The Guardian 20 odd years ago um, I, I think I was the first one where they, they did this series of 
artist writing about a work and I wrote about um, Velasquez painting of Bacchus and his sort of cohorts and um, and that's still a kind of amazing painting because the way the figure of Bacchus is distinguished from the sort of bystanders and, and there's like one of the figures looking directly out at you and they're sort of sort of gurning a bit or just looking at, I, I think I said it was a bit like you know um, it's reminiscent of those photos you, you, you take when you bundled into a photo booth after yeah, a session yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just cuts through you know, three or four centuries you know straight straight through to you you know but Las Meninas are probably, is probably the most satisfyingly um, beautiful and complex and wonderful uh, painting, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Warhol, I still think, is underrated. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he was the most important artist of the last century by quite a long way. Yeah, yeah I don't think there'd, there'd be many people disputing, no. that, disputing that, would there? No, no. It's just a shot. Oh, I'm not again. Oh, it won't well, be. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, we beg to differ. <laughs> I'll start it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just. But I suppose a lot of these are just about the first impact, though, of seeing these different artists in particular yeah. works, isn't it? You know, so. I mean, Donatello, again, is someone who's so. I mean, all of yeah, them that yeah. you've mentioned there yeah. were quite ahead of their time, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They and were. they were sort of... Yeah. They, they, they were so sort of far ahead of, of the art world at that time. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone else had to sort of catch up with indeed, them, didn't they? Indeed, indeed. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... So I suppose that's about... I mean, it's, it's just a whole different world, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you have to walk into his world. Yeah, yeah. And if you go, I went to the Kunsthistorisch Museum and it was like, it was amazing because pretty much all the best Bruegels are in this one room. And, and, and it was just, yeah, this overwhelming feel, feeling when I walked in, it's like, oh, this is where they all are. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it was a bit like coming home or something. Yeah. Like, oh, man. You know, and he, he's kind of exceptional because I remember, you know, I had a very good, very nice art teacher at secondary school, Mr Rush, and uh, and one of the things he used to tell us not to do <laughs> right, was Is this every day yeah, and all yeah, day? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a thing that children It's a thing that children do. Uh, Shut up. Uh, which is to do this slightly God's eye view of things, you know, yeah, this, yeah. this impossible uh, perspective yeah. on, on things, or this sort of like, I suppose it's almost like, um, in more modern sense, like a kind of drone's eye view yeah, <laughs> of, yeah. a, of a scene. Um, but that's what Bruegel does, and he seems to, he, but he pulls it off. Get away with it, yeah. You know, and you're engaged with all these things yeah. and these people, and, and kind of like, you know. Um, but what you're saying there about you walking in and all of the Bruegels are together. Yeah. That's like what we were saying. Indeed. That's like we were saying about the footballs. 
Yeah. yeah, they're all made in one place. Like you say, you yeah, say yeah. That they're all made in one place. Yes, yeah. Now you yeah. walk in and that's yeah, where all the right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last question, if mm. you wasn't an artist, what would you be? Would it be an alarm attendant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an alarm engineer. I would get rid of all the aggravating nuisances <laughs> out there in the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my superpower um, um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that I'll, I'll put, yeah, I'll, it, 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 that occurred to me yeah. that occurred to me yeah yeah <laughs> when you were saying about as long as you can remember you've always wanted to be an artist yeah have you never thought of anything you might like to do I think you know in a way because the uh, the notion that I had of being an artist, I suppose, was rather narrower to the one that I became. I hope, and, and that, that ever <laughs> that is available. It's quite a broad, inclusive term, isn't it? These days, mm. um, and I suppose back then, growing up, I suppose in a funny kind of way, painting was pretty much. Synonymous with art, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, curating the, the the Russian linesman. I suppose that was quite rather an important thing that I've done. So that was myself in a slightly different role, and and I wrote the catalogue stroke um, artist book on that. Yeah. And I do like trying to write. Yeah. Well, what was your input into the the line? The line being a, sorry, yeah. the line being a sort of art trail yeah, through east, yeah, yeah. Uh, along the river, yeah. more or less. Well, I suppose I was an enthusiast and cheerleader and someone, I suppose, who had enough status as an artist to yeah. kind of like help, help that get Because I yeah, didn't know get, you, get you had yeah, yeah. put into that yeah, until yeah. Um, I was at the University of East London giving a... a, a a talk there with Megan Piper. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and she was talking about it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was quite surprised I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Anything coming up is the sub Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, so I've got, um, yeah, I'm making a piece called The World Turned Upside Down, which will, uh, is a sculpture for outside London School of Economics. Uh, and that's been under <laughs> underway for about five years now. But um, yeah, is it finally opening? It's, yeah, in the spring, really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it, you don't do social media. I don't. No. <laughs> no, I find I find emails irksome enough. The idea oh. of kind of like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, um, so I was going to say, where would people find you? But just type in Google and yeah. follow your, then your name after that. I guess, and, yeah. And a couple of bits come Which up. is probably unsatisfactory, really. I mean, I'm, I hate my Wikipedia page, but, um, you know, what can you do? Yeah, you um, don't ever know. You know. No one has control over no, the Wikipedia no, page, though, do no. they? Um, that's it. All right. Thank so, you very so much. Thank you, thank you. Well, <laughs> it was alarming. It was, it was alarming, yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you wasn't expecting it to be that much fun, was ya? No. What an amazing end to 2018. Matt Collishaw last week, Mark Wallinger this week. 
Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So I thought for 15 or 16 years that the three films featured in No Man's Land were Hell, Purgatory and Heaven. And it turns out I was wrong. But even now I'm aware of that. I'm quite sure that that art experience will never be beaten. But I am very much open for the next amazing art experience to come my way. And for my 50th, my face value co-curator and very good friend Lee Ainsworth is taking me to next year's Venice Biennale. So I may well find it there. Talking of 2019, the first podcast of the year is coming out on the 7th of January. And we're going to hit the year running with Dave Buonaguidi. Now Dave, like Heath Kane, came into the art world with a lifetime's experience of advertising behind him. If you don't know Dave Buonaguidi by name, you'll very probably have seen his work. It's generally bold pink lettering with a red shadow, screen printed onto maps. I mean, there's hell of a lot more to his work, but that's very probably what you would have seen. I think I should round off this year just by expressing my gratitude for your support for this podcast. It was a venture that I was nervous about taking, I'm well aware that my approach wouldn't be to everybody's liking. And as I said from day one, I'm no Melvin Bragg. And I feel properly humbled that all of these artists have given up their time, invited me into their studios, their homes, and in Dougie Fields' case, their local graveyard. It was a venture that I was quite dubious about, but I was well aware when I started this what I was going to be walking into because there's not enough people walking through gallery doors with an accent like mine, and there really should be. I mean, I didn't even enter a gallery until I was 30, and I genuinely thought there was nothing in a gallery that would appeal to me. And who'd have thought a bloody habitual criminal sitting in a prison cell doing a 14-year sentence would have had his life absolutely spun around upside down and inside out by some of England's best-known artists? And art has turned a toe rag into a decent person. Alright, I may still be brushing a pain in the arse sometimes, but it has pushed that old person away. And this venture wasn't just for artists and art lovers to have the experience of walking into an artist's studio. I've had people contact me who's had no interest in art before. They now listen to the podcast regular, they follow some of the artists online... And a couple of the artists have even contacted me to tell me that they've been contacted by people who have listened to the podcast and enjoyed their episode. How cool is that? And the other week I got referred to as the Danny Dyer of the art world. I'm not sure whether that was a compliment or not, but I'll take it as one until I find out otherwise. But whatever your opinions are of me or the podcast, thanks for coming back and listening. As you've seen on the Mizog Art website, There's an enormous pool of great artists lined up. So 2019 is going to be something special. And as I say every week, on the platform that you listen on, if you're able to leave a comment, that would be really helpful. Not just for me, but for other people who are looking for an art podcast to listen to. And if possible, try not to mention Danny Dyer. Once again, thank you for your support throughout 2018. So until Monday the 7th, with Dave Buonaguidi... Happy New Year and ta-da.